It's time. The most listened to show on Sirius XM. The show that will change radio forever. The show that everyone will be talking about. The show starring the most interesting man in the business. Is not this show. Instead, Mike Babchick and his friends are taking you on a trip through the week that was on Mad Dog Sports Radio. They're discussing the biggest stories with the hottest takes from the channel. The week is over, and this is Mike Babchick's Morning After. after. Now, here is everyone's Morning After Regret, Mike Babchick. Okay, terrific, and welcome to Mike Babchick's Morning After, where we listen back to Mad Dog Sports Radio's best commentary of the week, all the gold on the biggest stories in sports and entertainment as morning after continues to not take over the world. The buzz non-existent, the show critically crapped on the show. That will be the reason that when I'm eventually fired, they'll point to this very show. Maybe, maybe this <laughs> I know, episode. I'm sure it might be this episode. <laughs> yes, that's right. It will be because of morning after. Now, you were guzzling down the programming all week long. You're a little hungover on this early morning, but I got the perfect cure for you. It's not more cowbell. It's Eddie Erickson's favorite thing, more clips. More. More, more clips, clips, more, more clips. clips, more <laughs> clips. Listen to Eddie. I, I can clips. actually hear him. Wow, he's got some new technology oh, over there. Yeah. I'm very into this that. That's good. the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, Eddie Erickson, and of course joined by the producer of Morning After. Soon that might be the only thing he produces. <laughs> it's Jared Moore. Big time, Jared Moore. Uh, I don't know how the hell this happened. Hey, I had three kids. I don't know how that happened, but it happened. And here you are, the producer of Morning After. We got you covered this hour as we recap all the happenings of the past week on Mad Dog Sports Radio. So you let me, the lovable loser from Morning Man, the guy you know and know, guide you through the week that was on Channel 82. And of course, you know, it's all about the NFL and Eddie Erickson, I know the doggy's all into it. Why? Because he's betting on that's the overs. It, man. I mean, that's what it's all about. Cash on the line. It's all about money. It's all about action. That's, that's it. it. That's it. That's the only thing the guy's that's got it. left. That's it. Otherwise, I don't think he'd care much about sports. No. And you know what? I don't think he's alone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for gambling. But oh, uh, there God. was something big that happened this week. And I think the theme of the week, and we'll get to uh, the Belichick mask and the Belichick wardrobe and a whole bunch of other nonsense. The theme of the NFL week number Number two was injuries, yeah. including a big one to Saquon Barkley from the Giants. He went down, and Chris Mad Dog Russo on Mad Dog Unleashed had no sympathy. <laughs> the one thing I'm going to say about the injuries, and I'm not trying to make light of them. Oh, no. Uh, I, oh, you know, no. Because I understand but, I'm not the player going through the rehab but, like a Barkley who's out a year, understandably very frustrated, a year of his career gone. That's yeah. not my point here. From that perspective. So I, I don't take it that way. Oh, it's coming. You what I have to say. <laughs> no, how could he be so, you know, flighty with these flighty. injuries? That's not, the, that's not what I'm trying to get at. There's not as many people there as you'd think that were, are, 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 you know, from a standpoint of a team in a serious scenario. Nick Bosa of the Niners, absolutely. Solomon Thomas, the defensive lineman of San Francisco, those are significant. Oh, Barkley, those he cares now about. he's a great player, uh, and I understand <laughs> if you're a Giant fan, it's a mess. But the Giants aren't winning, they're not winning a lot of games this oh, year okay. anyway. And, and he is young enough and, and, and physical enough and motivated enough He's going to bounce back as good as new next year. So the idea that if you're a Giant fan and, you're, and your theme is, for the Giant season was ruined, <laughs> nonsense, it wasn't ruined. You were not a good team anyway. It's Sorry, just horrendous ruined. for Barkley. Don't get me wrong. Again, I'm not trying to make light of an ACL tear. But from a but, team but. Uh, from a team over youth scenario, it's not that important. It is important, but it's not, gonna, it's not a crippling injury for your season. You're a bad team anyway. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> 
great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the overuth. I'll tell you, boy. First of all, yeah, Dr. Russo in the building there. Uh, scalpel, please. So he's got the, oh, he'll be just fine. He'll be back in no time. I mean, after the torn uh, ACL. But, yeah, I mean, no problem. I love the, don't take it this way. That's not what I intended. But who the hell cares? Well, you know what? You would care, dog, if you bet on the Giants over-under. So if you bet the over on the Giants, you would care. And hey, dog, how about fantasy? Fantasy matters. That's why we care about the NFL. Eddie Erickson, and we got to get mad on Chris Russo playing fantasy sports. If he was playing fantasy football, then he would care about Saquon Barkley, just like we do. Just like our boss, Larry Longball, Steve Cohen, he drafted Saquon Barkley in a big-time league, and, you know, now he's injured and claiming he's not upset over it. But, you know, we know deep down he is. He guts you. When you lose that big-time player after you drafted high, it destroys you. And now I'm going to kick his ass in fantasy. And as he said to me this week, leave it to a Jets fan to talk a bunch of crap and a bunch of smack in fantasy football if they're losing their fantasy football matchup this week. I'll continue to use that strategy all season long. We got to get Mad Dog Chris Russo playing fantasy, but I don't know if current fantasy sports would work. Like, There's got to be a league where you, you can draft everyone who's dead, all the dead people <laughs> from years past, and get a fantasy league that way. Now, I don't know how Y.A. Till's going to score points in his matchup against uh, George Blanda, so I, I, I haven't figured that part out yet. Uh, what do you mean Red Grange is not available? <laughs> I have to pick now. You could do that, or you could do presidents. If you had a presidential draft, he would be so into that. He'd have his little cards. He'd have all his little facts. And listen, FDR. <laughs> he did a good job for me last season with the new deal there. And, uh, you know, he was the president for a three terms. So I'm going to take him here with my fifth pick. I drafted uh, Howard Taft in the uh, fourth round there. I got a steal. Oh, I'm up again here in the draft, uh, the snake draft. I'll take um, Abraham Lincoln, uh, no-brainer here as I'm drafting. I feel like uh, I can get Jimmy Carter as an undrafted uh, free agent. I don't even need to. <laughs> he won't be taking it by anybody anytime I don't think, soon. Yeah, I don't think Jimmy Carter's going that high historically. <laughs> you got your first round, guys. You got Washington, Jefferson, you got Teddy. Uh, Rutherford B. Hayes, I'll trade you uh, Ulysses S. Grant for him if you'd like. We got to get Always him on. Always throwing Reagan. Oh, I love it. He would be way into that. Presidential draft, all in. So they go, all right, so there's Doggy doing the, the fantasy stuff. And Dog's casual. He's still a leader. Well, there's a leader in New England that was uh, dressed like a hobo this week. A hobo who shaves, though. That's the only problem. <laughs> hobo Bill Belichick showed up for a press conference this week. As he recapped week number two in the NFL, looking like the Brooklyn Brawler with a shirt with multiple holes in it around his neck. <laughs> Looks like, you know, a lot of people said that he was mauled by a bear on the way to work. I don't know, man. Looking at him, it looks like the bear lost and Bill Belichick won. So Belichick and the Reverend Part 2. Here's Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee <laughs> Show on Mad Dog Sports Radio. <laughs> 12 to uh, 3 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Channel 82 as he broke it down. The fashion trend of the NFL season, Bill Belichick's shirt. Bill Belichick showing up to a press conference looking the way he did is maybe my favorite thing to have happened thus far in 2020. Yeah. Just because he, he knows exactly how it's going to be taken. He knows it's going to become gif, meme, everything. And he knows he's the greatest coach of all time. So it does not matter. It is alleged that that shirt that he wore to his press conference, a sweatshirt, cutoff sweatshirt that has holes all over it, his hair's disheveled. They say, they say that this hasn't been worn since they lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl or whatever. So maybe he's doing this as a oh. message to his team. Like, hey, let's remember when this happened. Yeah. Or whatever, mm -hmm. but wow. I think it's honestly Bill Belichick just grabbing something out of the pile. I have to go do what? Oh, I hate these. All right, here we go. Yeah. And not a 
single person said, maybe a shirt that doesn't have holes all over it. Nobody <laughs> said that because you know why? They're focused on football up there. Yep. They don't give a damn about what they look like. They're just here to <laughs> nah, play that's football. That's it. a Patriot way. He's also coming out of the weight room. What you guys don't realize is he just did five <laughs> sets of 50 on the bench, and <laughs> he also did, you know, 10 sets of squats. And so he's obviously wearing his old stuff to sweat. Bill Belichick clanging, banging. Yeah. Press conference slanging. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's Pat McAfee uh, getting it done there uh, at the end. I don't think that's it. I don't think it's like, hey, we only focus on uh, football here, so we're not aware that, you know, Bill Belichick's walking out like it's casual Friday after a five-day bender. I think they just don't say anything <laughs> to Bill Belichick because he's Bill freaking Belichick, right? He's the boss. He's allowed to do whatever he wants. So, yeah, if he wants to wear a comfy shirt and have Patriots by Yeezy collection, I mean, that's the Kanye deal. Well, then, yeah, he's going to rock that. <laughs> We all got that favorite shirt, though, that we'll never toss. Do you have any of those? Like, Eddie Erickson, you probably wear a shirt around the house that the, the wife can't stand. I'm sure she wants to throw it out. I don't have a T-shirt that looks like that, but I do have a favorite pair of boxers that has very reminiscent of that. It's got holes all over it. One leg is lower than the other, and oh. every time she sees them, she's like, you know, we, we do have underwear money. You, you, you could buy some new underwear. And I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, these are good, these are good. Wasn't that always the big worry? You can't go out without clean underwear on in case something happens to you. Why are your pants off? <laughs> well, if something happens, so it's a good thing, though, yeah. But that means if you're getting that drunk, who cares? You probably just crap your pants anyway. I mean, yeah, I got boxers, and I'm sure Jared Moore, who rocks the tighty whities I know he does. I, that's no, you. the boxer briefs. Oh, no, nah, no. Nah. If you're really on brand, Jared, you know, a big guy like you on should be brand. rocking tidy <laughs> whities Come on. That's where I got to knock Eddie, man. You got to put a little money into the underwear budget because you don't want to be walking around with the holes in there and then start chafing. Nobody likes that. Ah, Jared Moore talking about underwear and chafing. He's not good for the ratings, but that's why I go no <laughs> underwear. I mean, I don't, I don't rock any underwear, but my dad would walk around with tidy whities all the time. Jack. And, and it looked like that. Like that waistband looked like Bill Belichick with the hole that was it was it was like the waistband frayed the waistband was holding it lost on. his elasticity <laughs> it would look like it was a sumo wrestler you know because like it's all this stuff the sides sumo. all the sides ripped off the waistband that's the bill belichick look he's wearing oh. my dad's underwear but unlike my dad the guy's probably got a hundred million dollars in the bank i mean think about what that guy is worth Yet he rocks that. I don't want to like this guy because he's a patriot. But if you dress like a bum, you got a place in my heart. I mean, we work with dog. And how many times has dog shown up to work and he's wearing a $10 undershirt from Hanes? <laughs> right. Yeah. Dog is like the common man. Like, yeah, I he think is. dog can get away with it. And I could get away with it, I think, as well. But not everyone could get away with it. Now, as we enter week number three, everyone's talking about the big rivalry, the big matchup with the quarterbacks. The primetime game. Of course, the Dolphins and the Jaguars on Thursday Night Football with the Dolphins winning that game against the Jags, but it was really more about Fitzpatrick, the beard, taking on Gardner Minshew, or as Dog calls him, Gardner Minshew, um, Minshew. Yeah, the 70s porn stash. And that's what we honed in on on Morning Men with Evan and Babs, the dumbest show in America and on Channel 82. That's right, Pat McAfee, we're dumber than you. I think anyone under the age of 40, more likely than not, grows the mustache just to make somebody laugh and not because they think it looks cool. It's a bit. A mustache on a young person to me is a bit. It's not actually because you think it looks cool. <laughs> a beard is because either you're smart and you're trying to cover your face or you think it looks cool. The mustache is cooler. I'm an ugly guy. Correct. All right, and anyone, and I mean anyone, can look better with a beard because that's what the beard truly does. It hides. It masks. So the beard can transform an ugly man 
to an okay man. That's what the beard has done for me. So how is That's that not what it cooler is. than the mustache then? Look at the because service it provides. not anyone can look good with the stash. That's a special skill. If you're rocking a mustache right now, for the bit or not, it's not something that everyone can do. It's a special skill to do it and look cool, even past the bit. So yeah, the mustache cooler. It's about who can grow a beard and look good versus who can grow a mustache and look good. And the ones that can grow a mustache and look good are cooler than everybody else. Any schmuck can grow a beard. Because it is so few and far between that you would look at somebody under the age of 40 that grows a mustache and say, boy, he looks good with that. That when you do look good, it stands out greater than the guy who looks good with the beard because it's more common to look good with the beard. Is that what you're saying? You got it. You got it. And I really Are you saying that Minshew looks good with the mustache? Wow. Yes. That I guy can rock a mustache. Amazing. He can I rock a mustache, and he's way cooler than Ryan Fitzpatrick and the rest of us clowns. I'm telling you, most people grow beards like I do. I did it because I felt like I didn't have a neck, and it created a little space between. All right, I, I don't have a lot of muscle, oh, thanks, but Dave it's really because thank you. It's really because I'm ugly, and that's why 75 percent <laughs> of people grow the beard. They're hiding their face, while the mustache guy way less in the ratio of people that actually do it. But the ones that do it and pull it off are way cooler. There wow. you go. I we mean, really are the dumber show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do believe, though, like, you know, most ugly people grow the beard. Uh, Jared, when are you growing that beard? I mean, that, that's, that's when are you growing it? What are you waiting for? This is all I can get. Well, you got to do better than that because there's a lot more to cover. So you got <laughs> to be like There's me. a lot of chin there to cover, yes. <laughs> yeah, you got to be more like me. So, yeah, the beard versus the mustache. On the lady side, what does a lady prefer more? They don't want the scruffy beard, but do they like the flavor? Flavor saver? <laughs> Do the ladies like the flavor saver? That's a great question. Well, that's the lady who's not on the show. I ask you guys about a mustache ride and throw you off. But as Jared said, I asked a question about a lady to two very large men. All right, now how about Patrick <laughs> Mawa, as Doggy would call him on the rap? Last week, he made a huge impact on this program on Morning After, destroying Matt Patricia. Amazing. Well, he's not done. He decided to rip Matt Patricia again. He's going all in <laughs> until this guy loses his job as the head coach of the Detroit Lions. Here's Patrick. Weeknights. 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Time right here on Channel 82. When I say he's a bad football coach, I literally mean I think there isn't a worse <laughs> coach on the planet, regardless of sport, than Matt Patricia. I'm not trying to be a dick. That is just factual. There's something about hot. him. People don't want to no, play for him. him. Don't listen to the empty quotes Stand after up. the game. Oh we believe in Matt 200%. What Matt Patricia can't do oh. is coach a football team. That has been proven year in <laughs> and year out. With every snap, his defense has gotten worse for three years now. That's almost impossible to do when you were a defensive coordinator. It's getting really depressing. <laughs> I don't like to see people fired. Let's be fair. He'll leave with a parachute of millions of dollars, and he'll land on another staff as a defensive coordinator. He'll never get another head coaching job. Undisciplined, lost, and soft. Well, well yeah, and he'll be the next head coach of the New York Jets. So that's going to happen. Adam <laughs> Gaze will go. It comes Matt Patricia. You know that. And it will, hey, Well, we got to bring him in. I mean, he stopped the Seahawks on that play. But, boy, Patrick Mawa really dislikes hates him. Matt hates Patricia. Him. I still think Patrick's talking about me, though. Undisciplined, soft, lost. Last week, he went with the big old weird freak. Speaking of a weird freak, how about Adam Shine? <laughs>
<laughs> Don't forget, according to him, uh, me and uh, Adam Shine had a threesome with uh, the foul father. That's the great foul of morning man, Yukon uh, Al's wife. Oh, Adam Shine, shot on oh. sports. I mean, this guy loves his sports. Sporty sports, sports, sporty sports, sports. But Adam Shine just about had enough for Drew Brees, even though he can't get enough, and he's a friend of the radio program. Well, as promised, <laughs> here's Drew Brees and Adam Shine. Drew Brees looks like he's a former great quarterback. A former first ballot Hall of Famer. Drew Brees can't get the ball downfield. The New Orleans Saints have real problems. I'm not burying them. I'm not saying they're missing the playoffs. I'm not flying off the handle. But this is why I didn't but pick them to win a division. Yet. And I'll tell you, when you look at question marks, legit concerns for the New Orleans Saints for the 2020 yeah. season, it starts under center at the quarterback position. Shine's not wrong there. I was watching that Raiders-Saints game on Monday Night Football, too, and boy, Drew Brees is shot. Can't throw done. past 10 yards. That guy throws a Hail Mary at the 50. He lands at the 40. He's done. And I've been saying that for years with some guy who's now in Tampa Bay, and I think I'm going to be right at the end of the year. I think I'm going to be right again about Drew Brees. I think he is completely shot. He needs a Michael Thomas to mask all the flaws in his game. That's it for the Saints until they win this weekend. And then I'll change my mind. I'll say, hey, baby, the Saints are going to the Super Bowl. The Saints are back, baby. Oh, I'm the biggest, back, baby. Let's go. I'm the biggest fraud there is. I'll change my opinion in a second. What do I care? All right, how about JT the Brick? Brick at night, weeknights, 11 p.m. Eastern time right here on Channel at 82. Talking about some New York sports. That's why you don't want to be 0-2, <laughs> everybody. You want to be 1-1. One one. Look at your oh, really? watch. I'm not talking about I'd the Giants and the out. Jets. If they're 1-1. One Oh, the Giants are done. In September, the weather's gorgeous. There's going to be fall in the air. The leaves are going to be dropping. Fans are going to want to go to games, have good times, but there are no games. It's COVID. You might not be able to go to (laughs) the sports bars (laughs) in New York. And you got to watch the Giants on TV. So Roger Goodell knows that his TV audience is shrinking in the number one media market. And that is such a big storyline. And if you don't see this, I'm disappointed for you. If you don't see how disappointing (laughs) that storyline is, that we're going to lose out on the number one media market with both the Giants and the Jets and their fans bailing, that hurts in a monster way. Well, that hurts the NFL. Oh. What do I care, though? If that's, so uh, right. And I love JT the Brick, but I guess he's disappointed in me. I don't care about the NFL's TV ratings, and I am one of these Jets fans. I never watch the Jets. I'm watching the Red Zone. That's my team. Go Red Zone. Thank that's God right. for Red Zone. I watch the Red Zone, but I listen to the Sunday Drive with uh, Steve <laughs> Torrey. Yeah, I mean, Torrey's the one who really pumps me up on a Sunday. You know, you hear Steve Torrey's voice. You just want to run through a wall and uh, not make it. (laughs) You don't want to go through it. You just want to drop, actually. You don't want to make it to tomorrow. No, but I can't watch the single games anymore, but I am missing going to games. I am a season ticket holder with the Jets. By me being a season ticket holder, uh, that's really my father who split it with his partner to hide some money from Uncle Sam. So we got that in the mix. But I miss going and hanging out in the parking lot and drinking some beer. Do you make it to the game? No, the game doesn't matter. (laughs) But that's just like the sports bar. It's about sitting there. The game's in the the background. Into the game. Some games, yes. Some games, late. 
Some games, not at all. <laughs> there was a Jets-Bills game that I never even went in. It was the best game I've ever seen as a Jets fan. It was fantastic. The Sunday routine is pretty awful as it's just me going downstairs in a basement hiding from the family. So No, I like that. I like that routine but much better. No, no, no. Me and yes, you in yes, a sports yes. bar is where it's at. Me and oh, you. It's all about no. high-fiving strangers when you're winning bets, high-fiving each other. You love it. Now, you know what? Jared's right. It's the stranger appeal. Yeah, when you have that bet with that same person in the bar, I mean, that is a brotherhood bond. But then again, what would I know? I've never been on the winning side of any of those. It's usually just losing with some strange dude in the bar. More like, hey, why did you convince me to bet on that game? exactly. What the hell's your problem, you piece of crap? I trust you. Now, it's not just all NFL. The NBA Finals are around the corner. We'll see who's going to win it all in the bubble. And on Morning Men with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchick, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time, Morning Men 69. We were talking about the Boston Celtics and their failures in winning the big one. And I think I figured out the reason why. Listen to this. That Celtics team, the first big three with Paul Pierce, KG, Rondo, they should have won more than one title. And now you have these Celtics teams that have good young players that, you know, they get from the draft, that they have a lot of good guys. They bring in Gordon Hayward. You bring in Kemba. You got a lot of good guys that get you where? Eastern Conference Finals or the semifinals, or you lose the playoffs before you reach the finals. They never seem to go all in. What's the point of having all these chips in the draft, all these good young players, when they never go in for a true veteran superstar or a guy in his prime, like, I don't know, Anthony Davis, or even bringing in a Jimmy Butler who would have been a veteran leader that these young guys can like sort of lean on. I don't think they have a true number one. You got a guy who could be a number one in Jason Tatum, but he had zero <laughs> it's your this team What's Wait that? Did I cut out or you cut out? <laughs> he cut out That's amazing What did I cut that out? Is I, what <laughs> that is amazing That is amazing I'm making a sports <laughs> point of Amazing You know what? What do I even here? bother? Oh my god That was seriously <laughs> amazing I actually felt like I was like This is one of my best points ever uh, You were rolling I've never shut up so much in my life you What happened? seriously rolling And then I think someone Maybe Eddie Erickson I don't know Producer Maddox Unleashed Get this guy's equipment out of there And you just disappeared Maybe it was Fenton Eric Fenton Diehard Celtics fan Barstool Power 85 Just texted me I hate that he is making a great point Well I'm not anymore Because I was <laughs> cut off What happened? It's gotta be Eddie You know he's like oh, That's it Too much sports And he just pulled the plug This is my only good point My only historic a good point. Uh, Eddie, was it you? I mean, who pulled the plug right when I'm making a great sports point, which I will never do again? God, I wish it was me, but that was frightening. That was frightening <laughs> because you actually sounded like you knew what you were talking about. Yeah. You didn't fumble over anything. No. You had, the, you had everything accurate. Well, the world corrected itself. Well, to nitpick, these are all points that everybody made about the Celtics a year ago, so you're a year late on this. Where do you think you got them? Cut them. Cut them. <laughs> but it sounded really good. All right, cut Jared. Cut Jared. We've had enough of that. We're taking it. That's it. We couldn't tear it up. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the SiriusXM app and Apple Podcasts. Uh, how about Christopher Mad Dog Russo? He had a topic this week that I could not agree with more, but yet the way he did it made me, like always, 
laughed. Here's Mad Dog Chris Russo talking about the NFL and how they keep finding head coaches for not wearing masks, which was a big theme this week on Mad Dog Sports Radio and Mad Dog Unleashed. When you think about it, the coaches are in these bubbles. I mean, there's been no positive tests, essentially, in all of the NFL. So it's not like um, they're going to get anybody sick. I mean, well, how are they going to get anybody sick? Uh, nobody's going to get if, they, if they're bleeding and sweating and doing all that on each other, the players <laughs> themselves, how is the coach going to get anybody sick when not wearing a mask? It doesn't Beating. make any sense. The players haven't been sick. They have been pounding each other left and right. They, that's all they do is <laughs> tackle and breathe and oh, really? do all those no, things that NFL pound. players do. So why would you go crazy giving a coach a Grief. major fine? And the NFL right now wants to, you know, be the league that sets an example. And so they are going to oh set boy. the example for a $100,000 fine without these masks. It makes it, it's ridiculous. How could you find a coach $100,000 without the masks when the players are not playing with masks and they're killing each other? Uh, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't understand <laughs> that. But I, I do understand it because what the NFL, the last thing they want to do I, I is they, they want to be they, they don't want to be murdered by the media <laughs> or health officials or, you know, mayors saying that, in fact, they don't care about Corona and they're not setting a good example. Mayors. So the NFL is going to sit there and they're going to, you know, play, you know, uh, you know they, they're going to play Gary Cooper high noon and they're going to make you wear a mask. <laughs> But when you think about it, it, it doesn't make any sense. Why does he always go with Gary Cooper High Noon? That's the only movie he could think of. What is that? Every time. Nobody's seen that movie. Can he go with a reference to a movie from, I don't know, the last 50 years? And I love the, uh, you know, I don't understand, but I do understand. I mean, that's my favorite. Uh, The pounding (laughs) each other, though, from the players. You know, Dog the Doctor knows. And the tackles. Wasn't Dog the same guy who got into the fight with the author about the Spanish flu when he first started? That's right. He said, "Uh, listen. They're just close it all down then. Close it down. Yeah, right, right. He didn't eat. Okay. Did. Early on, he was saying, oh, this is nothing. They're trying to close my deli. This it's is not ridiculous. the Spanish flu. Yes, but meanwhile, he was doing his show from home. Is he ever going to leave? Never coming back. He's that never. Is a quote. Yeah. I'm never coming back. See? He's never going Boy, back. I have the, t- the times have changed. They'll never go back to the city. And then you got the tackling and the breathing. The tackle and the pounding. And the breathe and the pounding. And the vomiting. Pounding. Yeah, don't forget the pounding. Well, and yeah. the bleeding. No, I know the players pound each other all the time. I mean, I. I <laughs> I love the fact that he calls out the breathing of players. We all breathe. But the tackling and the breathing. like well, they breathe heavier. But Doggy is so right, though. And I said it on Morning Man before anybody else. You see? Of course. I thought it was ridiculous nice. that the NFL is finding these guys because everybody on the field is negative. They just took the test. What are you spreading? Nothing. The reason you wear the mask is you have no idea if you're positive or negative. The NFL actually knows they're doing a great job. They're doing all the testing. They know everybody's healthy. So yeah, it is all for show, which is a joke. And there was for a show. and there was a guy this week <laughs> in New England, a head coach who wore it and became a joke for wearing a mask. Listen, Evan Cohen and Mike Babchik on Morning Men weekdays, six to nine a.m. Eastern time, as we break down Bill Belichick's mask. Belichick's mask was amazing. It's almost like Belichick half understands the coronavirus, uh, what's going on, because his mask was basically a beak. He had it yeah. over his nose and his almost his <laughs> eyes, but not his mouth. Like Belichick, every time you've seen Belichick, he's been wearing the mask. He's done a good job at like making sure he's protecting himself and others when they're in close quarters. But this right, one, so job, it yeah. looked like he was <laughs> at a beak. <laughs> yeah, well, he looked like a Seahawk, you know, and that's what a lot of people are saying that like to beat the Seahawks. You have to become a Seahawk. <laughs> he looks like a bird. It's a beak that's popping out. <laughs> I could see his mouth. So if you could see the mouth, that doesn't work there. I looked at it like he was wearing like an A-cup bra when he should have been wearing closer to a D-cup. you got to cover everything. 
But uh, there was Bill the Vulture last night where he just had a mask <laughs> over his nose. I mean, what? And maybe it was, was it upside down? Is that it? Like, there was he spillage. knows to wear a mask. And he clearly doesn't know how to wear a mask. Unless that's going to be, like, watch. Somehow in a month, Dr. Fauci is going to say, you know, you're not, you don't need to actually cover your mouth. You only need to cover your nose. And, like, Belichick's going to be, yeah. like, a, you know, uh, ahead yeah. of this somehow. Everyone take your mask and, and flip it over upside <laughs> down. Wear beak. it like Bill. <laughs> yeah, wear it like Bill. It's upside down and just on his nose. But even at masks, he's cheating. He cheats at masks, too. He's cheating. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Never miss a time to take a shot at Bill. Oh, yeah, well, he's a cheater. And so, yeah, so of course you're going to call him a he cheater cheats at, at, masks. at all times. He does, man. His mouth was showing. I mean, if you think about it, if you're going to do it like Bill Belichick, if you throw a condom on, you put it on your balls and uh, your schmeckles hanging out. He's like, he's just not doing it the right wow. way. You're going to get that in one way or another. <laughs> <laughs> They're right. But we're all going to be wearing masks like Belichick soon enough. In fact, bring me a mask. Let me try it on right now. That Give one me I... a mask. Mom. 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 Ma, the mask. Ma, the mask. Now I need the mask. And, you know, it's amazing how much medical talk we've had here on Morning After. There's a lot of experts on the channel. <laughs> yeah. In fact, I'm trying to book my wife's gynecologist for the next segment coming up. But we may continue <laughs> as Tyrod Taylor had an incident this week where he was basically stabbed by his own team doctor, punctured <laughs> in the lung. He got the you old... thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think this... I kind of laughed at this story. You know, you feel bad for Tyrod Taylor, but he's getting a painkiller in his ribs, and the doctor, his own doctor, puncturing him in the lung. So here's Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee Show talking about doctors in the NFL. And I don't want to bury NFL doctors at all. But... But... but NFL but, doctors but, but, are normally, but, but, like, but. the highest certified doctors yes. in the area. Mm-hmm. You know the last time they tried to draw blood or anything like mm-hmm. that? that? That's... that's Way nurses, long time that's, ago. Uh, that's other yeah. up-and-coming doctors. Oh. There will be like a new doctor that will come in because maybe a doctor was sick and he's a high-up doctor in Indianapolis. In, he's got to do the uh, IV or whatever to get it in there. The last time that guy did that, potentially, is 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So you got one of my team. Oh, I don't forget. <laughs> oh I'm not going to say his name, and I'm not going to say the doctor's name. It was not one of our Colts doctors. It was another doctor that was subbed in because one of the doctors was out there. And halftime, he's trying to get an IV or whatever. And this guy is literally playing like whack-a-mole with his arm. It's like commercial <laughs> with the doctor. Just like boom, boom, boom. And he's like. The teammate of mine that was getting it done, he was obviously so tired. But after like the third one, he's like, yo, what the, f- <laughs> what we... are we doing here? Are you yeah. nervous? Sorry, sorry, sorry. And then he leaves. And then on the sideline, I mentioned it to one of the people on our medical staff. And they broke down that. They were like, when was the last time you think that guy had to get uh, give an IV or get in there? I was like, I have no idea. He's like, legitimately probably 15 years ago. I'm yeah. like. Well, why is that guy giving IVs? <laughs> why? Is, and they're like, well, he's a doctor. I'm like, well, uh, you just said, though, that he's not. I'm a doctor, <laughs> goddammit. <laughs> Let me in there. I'm, Jim, a I'm a doctor. I'm a doctor, Jim. I'm a doctor. Well, that really is alarming. It is <laughs> These guys, well, yeah, they're not used to doing that, so then maybe they shouldn't do that. And that was Pat McAfee on the Pat McAfee Show right here weekdays, uh, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern time right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio, the dumbest show in America right there. As, uh, you know, you got to talk like Pat, you got to talk a little fast. <laughs> <laughs> Pat does a hell of a job from Indy, and that's where we go to for this next story. As we recap it on Morning Man with Evan Cohen and Mike Babchuk, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, the real dumbest show in America. Colts linebacker Darius Leonard threw his gloves to a kid in the stands. His oh, wedding yeah, ring yeah, yeah. fell off <laughs> yeah. into yeah. the glove that he threw to the fans. That then one of the fans posted it on social media. Leonard then got in touch with the guy because he's like, where the hell's my wedding ring? And got his wedding ring back. But that is amazing. He literally threw his wedding ring to a fan by accident. I'll tell you, I would not give that back. 
Oh, yes, and you would. You just wouldn't give it back for free. <laughs> there you go. Well said, because you said that better than me. Yeah, 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 oh, I'll you give go. it back to you. Let's start the negotiation at $1 million. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. right. You think I would just turn that? He could be the greatest player of all time. Hey, well, maybe Jordan. I'd probably be like, oh, just take it. But everybody else, you could be my favorite player. If you throw <laughs> me something. Person, you would oh, it, they didn't yes, I would. If they you signed would it for my kid. charge him? To give it if back it was, to you. If it was Sam Darnold and Joey Babchuk, that's his favorite player, and he threw him a towel or something, and in came a wedding ring? Oh, you're poor, you're poor <laughs> oh no. You hey, are son, horrible. Hey, son, sit down and learn a, learn a little something about life. When life gives you a wedding ring, you make lemonade. And here we go. You don't just hand that back. <laughs> hey, thanks for the ring. Now, what do I get? You want it back, or you want your wife to destroy oh, you tonight? How are you going to go home tonight without that ring? You're literally one of the worst human beings I think ever on planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, oh, there's, a lot, I I there's a lot of people. a lot of people on the Eddie planet. Eddie got bothered on Saturday on Saturday morning on the uh, morning after show, at seven a.m. Eastern. That I say, how do get bothered? Well, but I say it in jest. Obviously, I don't actually believe that because Eddie's like, no, there's a lot of worse people. Yes, I'm aware. I'm aware that there are some but worse people. That's than not my, defending me, though. <laughs> you're right. No, that, you're right. That is the worst defense ever. I know there's a lot of worse people than you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, no, you're really a good guy. I'm just kidding. That's what I mean. No, there's the, worse people. Yeah, Eddie was not defending me. By any stretch, uh, <laughs> I mean, he just wasn't. Now, you weren't saying I'm a good guy, so you and Evan are still on the oh, same no. page. God, no. Did yeah. I say anything wrong there, though? Because, like, for real, my first call would be to my lawyer. That's my dad, Jack Babchick. Then my second call is to... <laughs> Esquire. Esquire. <laughs> then my second call is to an appraiser, and then we start the bidding. I mean, I need to make some money here. I'm not just handing back a wedding ring. First of all, why a professional athlete would be wearing his ring during a game even if he's got gloves on. Why would you do that? The wedding ring is so uncomfortable to begin with. Now you're going to play yeah. football with that thing on? A lot of them wear the black rubber rings. You know what? That's a great point, Eddie. I don't understand it. I don't wear a wedding ring in regular life, let alone when you're running yeah. around playing football. Like, you want to put that underneath your glove? Do you oh. guys rock a wedding ring? Eddie, you wear I, one, I wear huh? a wedding ring under duress. I didn't wear it for a long time. <laughs> now I really don't know what's there. When, when I take it off, the thing is so heavy, it has left a, a permanent dent. Like, I couldn't even go out and try to pick up some strange. And she comes to me and goes, are you married? I'm like, no. You look down at my finger. There's, a, there's like, well, a mark. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is your wife recently <laughs> deceased? Because there is a, a nasty dent on your finger that looks like a ring. They know exactly how long you've been married based on the wrinkles in your finger. <laughs> by how dented it is. Yeah, by the yes. dent in there. So when you're taking a shower and stuff, you're wearing that wedding ring. Never comes off. What hand is it? Left or right? Left. So you got to free the right hand for, for hand central yeah, station. I mean, yeah, right. yeah, hand central station. And you really don't want to be looking at that. <laughs> no. You, you want to be looking at that and you don't want to. You, 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 you don't want a rogue pubic hair getting twisted in it. That could oh, be a problem. That, excellent, Eddie. All right. Well, there you go. Well, that's why I don't wear the wedding ring, and I can't have the rogue ones, you know, slip on in there. Hey, everyone. This is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host, Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts.
How about the doggy of Monday Night Football? You know, is he a fan or not of the new Monday Night Football commentary crew in the booth with Steve Levy and the two guys dogs talking about here, Lewis Riddick and Bob Greasy? Because people are going to criticize <laughs> this, and that's all I'm hearing from anybody who watches these games that they sound exactly alike. Yeah, you so, know, I actually I actually played an exercise with myself when I was watching it last night because I closed my eyes. I can't figure eyes. out who's who. Right? <laughs> so I closed my eyes, and I'm like, all right, is, it, is this Greasy? Is this Riddick? You know, it is hard. Uh, it's tough. That is amazing. That did you ever? Did you ever do your exercise though? That Evan suggested you were going to watch Thursday night football blindfolded <laughs> as your exercise. And, and also, when you did that exercise by yourself, was it greasy? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it was. That's the Bob Greasy in there. Yeah, the exercise was there, and Evan honed uh, in on that part. See, I went. In, I think maybe the wrong part. I heard Tory bring up this exercise with himself, and you know, I got a dirty mind. My head goes to the tugatorium, but Evan honed in on maybe the right thing there is. Steve Torrey closed his eyes during Monday Absolutely. Night Football. He actually and he, shut his eyes. He shut his eyes, so I never did the blindfold thing because I sucked. Man, but I mean, try I, this out. I mean, God, I should have done that. <laughs> I will do that at some point this season. I will watch a game, the Torrey Challenge, blindfolded, as I won't know what's going on, and I'll do an exercise myself. And then I'll do a nice recap of that. And You know, dog's right. Those guys do sound the same, and now this will live forever. I actually played an exercise with myself when I was watching it last night. It is hard. <laughs> <laughs> what are you what? watching? Huh? An Alexis Texas film? What are, you, what are you watching? Was there really outrage about them sounding the same? So far, I've heard it from Dog, and I and really haven't else. heard it from anyone else. <laughs> I now, seen... I, after I really thought long and hard about it, I'm like, all right, they sound a little similar. But did it ruin your viewing experience there, Eddie? That's what I want to know. But you're right, the national outrage, I haven't seen one article about it. It's just really Dog and Tori. <laughs> it's Dog and Tori. They're the ones. Steve Tori, let me close my eyes and see if I can. Let me exercise. Let me, let me see if I could do a jumping jack as I'm doing some exercise here. I'm going to try to walk to the kitchen with my eyes closed. And I'll uh, break down the game. <laughs> Steve Torrey, by the way, Sunday Drive, he's going to be doing it with his eyes closed for all 16 hours. So that should be fun. Hear no evil, see no evil. That's Torrey's <laughs> new show on NFL Radio. Big show, Sunday Drive. Well, speaking of the mad dog, he does the big picks segment with the great Brent Musburger. It seems like Brent kicks dogs ass in these picks every single year. I mean, they've only been what? He, Brent started last year, right? I believe. Year three this is. Thank year you. three. And I think <laughs> Glad you're won. listening. You're welcome. And of course, whoever wins the picks gets a gift from the loser. So listen to this clip. Courtesy of Mad Dog Unleashed. I like the Patriots and Falcons this week would be two of my games and I'd probably save them for Brent. Now, what did I do this week, by the way? Go did opposite. I do badly blood with Brent? Bath. Was I 0-3? Yep, and Brent was 3-0. Brent was 3-0 this week? Now, that's unfortunate. See, that tells you about betting. I could have easily gone 2-1. Uh, you know, you're not going to make a living doing this. You're going to be on the hook that. for another, uh, another, another trip. business class use, trip. The only good thing is he didn't use the first one. So I, he, Brent might have and – and, and Brent's not a spring chicken. So, and, and, I mean – You're going to outlast him. So I might outlast him with these. I might outlast him with this. This is amazing. Great about that clip. I am so happy. You've never heard me this happy. Number one, telling Doggy went zero and three. Yeah, they lost. Number two, that Brent went three and zero. And thirdly, that you're going to have to buy him another trip. Oh (laughs) man, do I hate this guy? I must hate this guy. Listen to the joy. There is pure jubilation in your voice. Have you ever heard me this happy? I've never heard him. I'm listening to it again right now. Oh my god! You come out with such energy, such passion. Just smiling. You've never been happier to see this guy just miserable because that's oh, man. few things hurt the guy like Mad Dog Chris Russo. So few things. He's got it all, but losing the bets kills him, especially oh. 
to Brent, and oh my God, you jumped right in there. And you go, did I really? Oh, <laughs> did I, I really? I couldn't get there quick enough. Over oh, three, three and oh, Brent, and you knew, yo, you were like that. You were ready. I can never find anything he needs quickly, but I had that available immediately. You got all those stats. So Brent obviously won last year, and Dog gave him these plane tickets where he could fly around the world. And yeah, so he gave him the world shut down. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. He gave him two business class tickets anywhere in the world. Why he didn't give him first class, I don't know, but he gave him business class. Oh, that's he why. Coach. Maybe that's why Brent's not rushing to go. <laughs> That's what I said. Vegetable lasagna over here. He doesn't want to be stuck in the middle. I mean, that's a big problem. How about Donk? Is he saying that he just is waiting till Brent dies? Well, I mean. He wants to wait him out? That's a good friend for you. What else are we supposed to take from that? Brent's a little older than me. Maybe, you know. Who knows? You got this corona thing. You already didn't use that one. It's going to be another year. The spring chicken. I think Brent flies private anyway. That was a wasted gift. He's not doing business. I mean, what are we doing here, man? He's not doing that. So then I guess he'll just wait for him to pass, just like uh, me and Eddie are hoping that our bookies die. Eddie well, actually already, got his... That already happened. Eddie, that wish actually happened Eddie got his <laughs> wish. I'm still waiting for mine. I mean, Eddie's the lucky one. I'm still waiting for mine. I'll tell you, you know, it's football season, and I got my kid in some uh, flag football deal. He's nine years old. Little Joey Babchick, as uh, he's playing a little <laughs> flag football. Listen to this as we recap uh, his first practice on Morning Men with Evan and Babs, weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern time. My son Joey, his first flag football uh, practice, the coach is a football guy. He starts to practice asking if any yeah. of the kids heard of a crowbar route. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I've never heard you, of a crowbar route. I've never heard I of a crowbar route. I would understand what route. it is. Defense for, they start talking about zone versus man-to-man. Joey has never even watched a full four quarters of football yet. Zone versus man-to-man. Then he's, he used the word cadence. I, I don't even I barely know what cadence means. You think my kid does? And then Joey, of course, was the first quarterback. And I was like, oh, why do you got to do that? He's like, well, that's why. Because you said that right there. Meanwhile, I was on the field. I was sitting in my chair, and I was asked to move because the newspaper flew out. The wind pushed it out into the field. So I had to be pushed back with my little iced coffee and my newspaper. So Joey's the quarterback, and he goes, all right, kid. You're going to say Omaha if it's man-to-man. You're going to say Tennessee if it's zone. Oh, my God. And so Joey backs up, throws the first football. goes, hey, kid, you didn't say it right. It was obviously man-to-man. So you got to say, Tennessee set go, okay? Joey's like, okay, really loud. All right, here we go. Joey takes two steps back and goes, I don't know, hike. And then threw the ball into the ground. This is going to be a hell of a year. What Wait, is this guy Joey's thinking? The quarterback? I guess he's just trying to assess skills. When is he going to be moved to guard, which is obvious. After that, that throw, I don't know, hike, go. He threw the ball on the ground. Then he was pushed out. Then Joey's a wide receiver. He dropped the first pass. Then he was pushed out after that. He went to defense. He just keeps moving him. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> you got to hide Joey Babs. If I'm no. confused, what about this kid? He's got no hope. <laughs> they hit him on Really defense. difficult for nine-year-olds to understand man zone coverage. Like, oh, they're in Tampa, too. Oh, Tampa, my God. too. He talks also in Army time. He's like, the next game is going to be a 1,300. No, oh, this yes, guy. Yes, he does. Oh. This is Bill oh, Belichick. Now, he's a big Your boy. Your son playing Jeez. for this guy is oh, the my worst God. match. This is worse Ever. than the perceived Cam Belichick match. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, this is really bad. And he only had one light moment at the end. He's like, I could see a lot of the parents are confused with what I'm saying. So I'm sure the kids are. And he, like, looked right at me. <laughs> he's like, all right, we're going to practice Tuesday, 1600. I'm like, can somebody tell me what time that is? Be there. I'm going to be late. I don't know. What, what is 1600? Oh, can we just talk 4 o'clock? All right, we'll see what happens. Good season. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. As, uh, Practice you know. in your shell. <laughs> <laughs> On Monday's morning, man, we're going to recap game number one of uh, Joey Babchick's oh, uh, flag wait. 
football a deal. Now it's time for my favorite moment of the week, the dog mess of the week, as dog lamented over his golf game. Listen to this. Did you know that outside of a 115, and I don't know the guy who had the audacity to post a 115, don't forget, minus the handicap, that means a 130. I was the <laughs> worst score of the high handicaps posted all day. Uh, the worst. My like high handicap moment of the week. I was so embarrassed by that performance. I was going to put the clubs away if I had a good tournament, essentially into Anguilla in Mar- in February if we go with the virus and God knows who Anguilla. knows. To then. And not look at the cl- not look at a golf club again. But after that performance and the horrendous taste that I have in my mouth where I absolutely choked and stunk and <laughs> embarrassed myself. And to top it off, I went 0-4 in bets this weekend when it rains, it pours. But I was so disgusted <laughs> by that horrendous there performance. I yes. said to myself, yes. I have to play Saturday. So 9.50, I'll so? trudge the hell out there on Saturday on our prey oh that I can end this season where at least this I can hold my head high Driving off Canfield Avenue. You know what the crazy thing is, Mike? <laughs> he actually did say to himself out loud, because as you know, Dog has a, oh, yeah, he has he a habit of, of talking to himself, oh, yeah. and not just a little bit, full-blown conversations. Yep. So could you imagine the conversation he had with himself on the drive home? Oh, my full goodness. monologue, yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Full monologue, taking a break halfway through, a few oh, phone no. calls, taking calls. I mean, oh, my God. <laughs> Calling Fat Rob and all Setting that. Setting up the show. No, live. Oh, no. Oh, I mean, he's doing the whole thing. Ah, he's struggling. Ah, good afternoon, everybody. What a terrible golf game I had today. As now we know the uh, address of his golf course. I love how he just throws that one out there. And you yeah, we it. all know where that is. And you nailed it. Of course. That's what he's praying for. I mean, of all the things. Ah, oh, please, please, Lord. That's oh, where please. he's wasting his prayers. Get me that In game on Saturday. Wait, like, like that even matters what he does. Maybe don't post the score. Maybe stop playing. But, you know, I love it. The bet's 0 for 4, and he does say, when it rains, it pours. Make it rain, folks. <laughs> As he says, they make it rain, folks. I love that. Make it rain, That's baby. That's in the commercial. They got dogs saying, make it rain, folks. You think dog knows what that means? Like, no, does he no. think, like, uh, it's going to rain today? What's going on? Are you going to a strip club? It's going to rain inside there? I was watching the. Do you think dogs ever set foot in an adult uh, club? Oh, yeah. Dog? Jared. Oh, yeah. Oh, you kidding me? On these long remotes? <laughs> I bet you Eddie's got some stories he's, he's probably oh, not willing yes. to share, but I, I, I hope he does. Uh, uh, not you... recently, but back in the day, there might have been a time or two we, we visited. That, that's got to be awkward <laughs> for you, right? That's got to be uncomfortable. You can't have a good well, time with dogs. It's really un- you cannot have it's a like good time. Dad. You cannot have a good time. And then when someone immediately recognizes him and he ducks for cover out the back door, it gets really <laughs> uncomfortable. Another seedy dude like going up to like me, going, up, hey, yeah. Are you Chris hey, Russo? Mad dog. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, they got free mints up there. You know, I don't know if you knew it. Destiny, she'll do some extra work oh, for you. Man. What do you think the chances are for my Yankees this year? I'll hang up and listen and go get a lap dance. Oh, but doggy talking to a stripper would be fascinating, though, too. Hello. Uh, what type of fan are you? What type of fan am I? What are you talking about? <laughs> Where I, are you from? Can I just do this? Da- now, wait, tell me about your father and mother here. Yeah. <laughs> How did you get here anyway? Uh, spend a few minutes on your daddy leaving you at an early age. Uh, go ahead. Let's spend a few minutes there. <laughs> but the raining's great. You're like, make it a rain. I was watching the Today Show. They didn't say anything about rain. Al Roker make never, it rain. He never mentioned yeah. rain. So he probably thinks it's about to rain in a strip club if he was in there. Hey, we're going to make it rain. Uh, get your umbrella. 
That's what we got to get. Now all I can think about is other things that dog just wouldn't understand. Like uh, like if we told him the song WAP, WAP, what do you think he would think that is? Oh, that's easy. Uh, yes. I said uh, <laughs> this pitcher is a certified freak. Uh, you know, seven days a week there. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's walks allowed percentage. All right, make that uh, pullout game week two. I might have, they pulled the goalie? I thought that was hockey there. I'm talking uh, WAP, uh, WAP, WAP. That's some walks allowed percentage. Hell of a pitcher. You know, you got to be fair. All right, another episode of Mike Babchick's Morning After right here on Mad Dog Sports Radio in the books for the producer of Mad Dog Unleashed, Eddie Erickson, who was wiping his butt this week. And as he did that, he somehow got some poop on his sleeve. That's what he told me in a text. You know, he, he lets me know about everything, and I decided to share that with the world. Oh, and no. Jared Moore, who had a wardrobe change during the third segment. He went from that red shirt to now a black shirt. I want everyone to know about that as well. Jared, keep growing that beard. You need to hide that face of yours just like a me. Until next week, then, I'm Mike Patrick's Morning After. Tweet at me, at Patrick on Twitter. You tell me what you want to hear on next week's Morning After. So far, I've done that each and every episode. <laughs> the only person to tweet at me with what they want to hear was Adivco Radio. Follow him on Twitter. That's Evan Cohen. So there's that. <laughs> That's true. And he told me to replay me asking for more tweets on morning <laughs> after. Until next week, though, Mike Patrick's Morning After. Time to get my weekend on. This was Mike Babchick's Morning After. Now time to put your head down and start the walk of shame. Talk to you next time. If there is next time.